All right, thank you all for coming. I'm Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway. Last night in Madison, a crowd as large as 500 people or more set dumpster fires, smashed windows, and damaged over 20 storefronts and looted numerous businesses. City staff from many departments were actively responding last night and worked on multiple fronts until the early hours of the morning to keep people safe. Madison firefighters and police were called to numerous fires, which were quickly suppressed. MPD moved quickly to respond and were able to interrupt looting and arson in progress. As always, the city's first priority is protecting people's lives, homes, and property. I am thankful that no one was seriously injured or killed through these incidents where fires were set dangerously close to people's homes. Our city supports First Amendment rights and peaceful protests. But we draw the line on arson, theft, and criminal damage to property that puts people's lives in danger. You are not honoring anyone when you try to burn local businesses. It harms our community. It harms the workers who in, whose income relies on these businesses. You're not advancing a cause when you break into a liquor store and lob cans and bottles at horses and mounted officers. Actions like these divide a community that overwhelmingly supports change. They divert city attention and resources from enacting real and lasting change. I understand that people are angry. I am angry. But I'm channeling my anger into finding solutions. It's time for us all to do that. It is past time for this senseless destruction to end. We all have our work to do. And our energy should be directed to the real priority of showing and proving that black lives matter, and building a city in which all children grow up safe and valued. I'd like to bring to the podium Council President Sherry Carter to be followed by the police chief and the fire chief. Thank you for the opportunity to speak today. Last Saturday, I marched with over 300 residents down East Washington Avenue in honor of a life lost too soon, Anissa Scott. On Sunday, I was notified that Jacob Blake was shot multiple times by the Kenosha police. I am angry, and I know you are feeling anger too. And you feel the need to express that anger. But a protest has purpose. It's the voice of many who want to effectuate change in America. It's the voice 
to effectuate change in Wisconsin. And it is the voice to change right here in Madison. That's what a protest is. It's the voice of honoring the life's loss, the George Floyd, the Tony Robinson, the Anissa Scott. It's the voice of justice being denied for far too long, and change must come. You are not protesting anything when you swing with your hands, break windows, set fires, carry knives, loot. We protest for the change, not the burning. We protest for the change, not the breaking. And we protest for my father, who lived during segregation, who feared most of his life the fear of being lynched. We protest for breaking down the walls of institutional and systematic, systemic racism. That is why we protest. Let us heed the advice of the late Congressman John Lewis by effecting the change through those who we choose to represent us on the local, state, and federal levels. As I mentioned earlier this week, let's not create victims as we feel we are constantly victimized. Our protests throughout the nation is a continuation of the civil rights movement. It's not your protest. It's not the individual protest. But when we gather together, it's the continuation of the civil rights movement. I am asking you today, and I will ask you tomorrow and the next day, not to derail the movement by changing the focus from what was destroyed last night. That's what we're talking about today, instead of how we can break down the walls. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon. As the mayor indicated, last night started with a, a large group gathered on the Capitol Square at the top of State Street, which has been a, uh, a regular occurrence for us over the last few months. Uh, but clearly last night a, a group uh, of individuals came downtown uh, not focused on expression, but focused on committing acts of violence and property destruction. Uh, during the course of the evening, members of this group uh, engaged in numerous acts of destroying property, starting fires, and engaging in other uh, behavior very dangerous uh, to our community. Around 40 businesses sustained damage during the course of the night, and uh, quite a few of them were looted as well. We also saw during the course of the evening uh, a number of uh, garbage fires, trash fires, and dumpsters that were started by members of this group. And uh, the dumpsters were actually moved from one location and rolled with the group as they were on fire, creating a greater risk uh, to surrounding buildings and vehicles. And on at least one occasion, one of the dumpsters was uh, pushed and rolled at uh, a group of officers. Uh, 
Later on, we also observed uh, and, and witnessed two instances, at least two instances, where members of this group uh, took affirmative steps to try to start buildings on fire. Uh, in one instance, going so far as to shatter windows, take a red gas can, pour the gasoline inside the business, and attempt to ignite it. And we're very fortunate that uh, it did not ignite and that our officers were in position to intervene quickly enough to prevent that from happening. Uh, during the course of the evening, we provided security to Madison fire personnel as they extinguished these fires across the downtown. Uh, our officers were uh, hit and were targets of projectiles, bottles, rocks, uh, and three officers were injured as a result of being struck. Uh, during the course of the night, officers did use chemical agents and impact munitions to respond to the looting and uh, attempted fire starting and arsons. And uh, the crowd dispersed from the top of State Street at approximately 2.30 a.m. Six arrests were made last night, and one individual that was arrested uh, was armed with a loaded handgun at the time of his arrest. Uh, our personnel will continue to do investigative follow-up uh, on other crimes that occurred last night, looting and arson specifically, and we'll attempt to identify others involved in this behavior and hold them accountable. We remain committed to protecting First Amendment rights. We've been doing that every day for about the last three months. We have officers out doing it right now as we speak, and we are committed to preserving people's uh, ability to express their opinions. But uh, property damage, starting fires, violence and things that put our community at risk is obviously the type of behavior that we're not going to condone and will make us intervene. Thank you. Hello, I'm uh, Fire Chief Steve Davis of the Madison Fire Department. Uh, what we witnessed last night and what we responded to as a fire department uh, was, was um, in my 31 years uh, probably the most uh, destruction and damage I've seen in this city um, as far as arson fires and attempted arson and, and uh, a lot of the rioting and looting. Um, I can say thank you to the Madison Police Department for the support uh, to allow us a safe space for our firefighters to, to get in on these fires that were burning in the street primarily. Um, we did have a couple of different dumpsters that were pushed up against or moved towards buildings. Um, and then, of course, there's an active threat always to, to catch the building on fire. I think Chief Wall referred to the use of, uh, of um, gas agents to disperse crowds. And a big part of that was at the request of the Madison Fire Department. We had a situation where a business had been looted, uh, dumped with gas, and a, a very volatile situation. Um, and we needed the crowds dispersed um, immediately. And so MPD did not hesitate uh, for the use of that OC spray and the, the tear gas to, to move the crowds. And we really, really at that point needed them to do that. Um, we saw several Molotov cocktail type, firebomb type incidences. Uh, luckily, none affected buildings, but, but uh, tossed in areas where uh, there were a lot of occupants and, and people. So one of the things that we've been working on from the fire department side somewhat proactively today is to try and reach out to as many uh, businesses downtown 
um, rental properties and things like that and trying to get them to reduce their trash buildup. Obviously, the time of, of year and the, the time of month um, with move-ins and move-outs going on, there's a, an excess of debris and, and um, materials that are flammable in our streets. And so the streets department for the city has been working really hard downtown today. And uh, we've asked uh, a lot of the business owners to empty their dumpsters to secure things uh, better. One thing that, that I would ask of residents is, is if you have gas cans for small amounts of gas in your backyards for your lawnmowers, for your snowblowers, secure those some way tonight. The looters, the rioters can get in your backyard. And uh, I think that we, we kind of think that's where they got the gas from uh, last night to dump in this business. So try and, and urge your neighbors to protect their small quantities of gas. Don't bring them in the house, though. Secure them in a different way. Dump them in your car. Empty them out somehow. Don't bring them in the house. That's just as dangerous. So we are working cooperatively with MPD. The Madison Fire Department is today on, on response plans for tonight. And, uh, and we ask that, that things settle down now. Thank you. Thank you, Chiefs. We'll take a few questions now. Interrupt you, sorry. Uh, so last night it seemed like uh, officers were kind of holding back, trying not to involve um, when people first started, but kind of around the time of Chalmers Jewelers started to interact. Was there kind of a, a plan that you guys had for when to start interacting? And I know he mentioned uh, he asked you guys to uh, use chemical agents to disperse the crowds, but did, was there any sort of plan? Well, well, yes, there was a plan, and we have been – uh, from the, the start of, of the unrest that we saw in May have been sort of evaluating our strategy and our tactics every night and trying to fine-tune things and to be as effective and responsive as we can be. And generally, you know, we're going we're gonna to allow some peaceful civil disobedience as people express themselves. We're going to generally allow some roads to be blocked and people to be loud, and that's what we've been, been doing, and that's what we did last night. But clearly, once you get to a, a point where you have significant property damage, looting, and certainly fires, uh, where you create a public safety risk, that requires us to intervene. And so we had intervened in, in different forms before the, uh, the arson there on East Washington Avenue, but that was uh, the first time where we deployed chemical agents. And so... There was a... Uh pretty well-organized um, effort going on here um, to where the riders even use tactics of splitting up the group and then going one way or the other, as well as posts on Facebook calling for the destruction of the downtown. Um, does the organization worry you? And also, are you investigating who is making these posts to possibly have charges filed against them? Well, I think certainly the, the, the extent that, that this activity is organized and pre-planned makes it more challenging to respond to. And I think clearly uh, you can go back to day one and recognize that this type of behavior was, is not spontaneous. People are coming uh, to the downtown area with hammers, with crowbars, with equipment, with supplies to engage in this sort of uh, destructive and, and violent behavior. And, and certainly that makes it more of a challenge for us, but uh, you know we, we uh, 
feel like we were able to stay on top of it fairly well last night. We will certainly do uh, as thorough an investigation of the individual crimes and to the extent any of the organization might have played a part in that. Uh, that obviously runs some very, uh, you know, careful, delicate issues with First Amendment expression and planning, but certainly to the extent there's specific planning for criminal acts, we'll, that'll be part of our investigation. Chief, Chief, uh, Chief uh, earlier today, in addition to expressing outrage over the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, a protest leader in a crowd of about 100 people also expressed outrage over the handling of the Althea Bernstein case, with the protest leader maintaining that Madison police had asked Bernstein, the teenager, to revise her statement and admit she lied. Is that an accurate description of what your detectives uh, did? Uh, no, that's inaccurate. I can tell you that we have spent uh, hundreds of hours investigating that case. It remains an open investigation. We still have people actively working the case. We're being assisted by the FBI in that investigation. And uh, as soon as I have an opportunity to provide uh, more detailed updates, I'll do so. But your detectives did not ask her to revise her, her statement that four white men had, had thrown lighter fluid on her and burned her. That's what I said. We did not. Um, either for the mayor or uh, President Carter, after the Kenosha shooting uh, with no body cams on them, is it under consideration for Madison officers to get body cams in the near future? Well, as you know, we have a committee that's working on that issue. It's been a topic of conversation in Madison for years now. Um, I think the opinion in the community is mixed on whether body cams would be helpful or not. Um, I understand that the department is, uh, generally feels that they could be. They are also very expensive. Um, so there is a committee that's working on this issue, and frankly, I look forward to their recommendation. Um, I do think it is one, of the, one piece of the conversation that we need to be having. Are you supportive of, of body cameras, Mayor? Thank you. Yes. As the mayor said, there is a committee that is working on this. Um, there are people for it and people against it, but I do think that the recommendation will probably come out for it, and I'm willing to support the recommendation. Thank you. Other questions? Has the city requested the use of the National Guard? Does the city, would the city want the National Guard to come in right now to assist with things going on? I'll defer to the chief on that one. Uh, so we're, you know, we're continuing to look at our staffing models tonight, and we'll be looking. Uh, we used lo outside law enforcement last night, and we'll continue to do that as needed. Uh, at this point, we haven't requested the National Guard, uh, and uh, I'm hopeful that with our the resources we have with law enforcement, we'll be able to will be sufficient for us. Mentioned a little bit that you guys might be changing your approach now. You know, you mentioned a little that uh, the approach used to be don't don't get involved until things kind of get bad. But that you you know, can you be a little more specific in in the sense of how you guys are thinking about changing your strategy? Well, I, I think the I, I don't think I said that our big picture strategy has changed, and and we are certainly, as I mentioned, going to be. Uh, very uh, selective about when we're going to engage and we're going to be very tolerant of people expressing First Amendment uh, opinions and viewpoints and we want to facilitate that. That's in our DNA. But when it gets to the point of you know, property damage, violence, fires, things that impact community safety, then there's, there's an obligation for us 
to, to engage and take action. And I think the, the distinction is just sort of the, the mechanics of doing that and how we do that. And, and that has continued to evolve uh, since May through last night, and we'll continue to fine-tune that every night. Chief Davis, was your crews obstructed from responding to any of the fire calls? Well, um, obstructed is, is a definable term probably. Um, we had probably a couple of minute delays as we waited for uh, Chief Wall's team and MPD to, to gather enough security and support. Um, we did have a couple of engine companies that went to a couple of dumpster fires because the crowd had left, and we feel pretty secure, and the officer was able, in charge of that engine company, was able to evaluate the kind of the area walking in um, and take care of things. So. I would say yes and no. There was probably some delays depending on where the fires occurred and the, the type of crowd that was around that fire at the time. Um, but how's that for a good straight answer? Yes and no. And you had referred to that if not for the OC spray as well as the tear gas that the fires could have gotten much worse. Do you agree with that? Um, in the particular case where where we had, uh, had supported MPD in using OC spray, uh, there was potential for a lot of life loss, potentially. We had five gallons of gas in and around a, a building. Uh, the volatility of that in itself is incredible. Had that reached an ignition source, um, it, it would have uh, exploded, for lack of a better term. And so it was pretty important in that moment for us to get in and mitigate that situation. Right, and it's a pretty simple mitigation, um, but but it needs to be done pretty quickly. Um, for either Wall or Davis. Um, kind of four o'clock, so maybe one or two more questions. Okay, there's um there's something moving through right now. A couple of committees to eliminate chemical agents, um, some rubber bullets. Do you how do you think this instance from last night speaks to that? movement going through those committees right now to go to the city council to eliminate those agents? So as fire chief, there's times, I think, and, and I'm not the police chief, but I'll try and uh, help Chief Wall out just a little bit. I think there's times in our city and moments in time in our city when I've seen it used over the years where it actually protects life, it protects property. So to say that we're going to throw those tools away, really I feel uneasy as fire chief because there's moments like we saw last night where MPD needed that tool. We had a really pretty angry crowd, um, and we had a volatile situation, one potentially that could have exploded had it reached an ignition source, and we would add a lot of loss of life potentially. And so uh, as fire chief, it concerns me a great deal that, um, th that we consider taking away a potential life-saving tool. Now, you know, I don't live under a rock, so I understand the, the other side of it as well and the, the humanity side of it. Um, but it, it is a tool um, that, that can be successful, and it was last night for us. And just what I would add in response to that is, you know, what's missing from those proposals, from those ordinances, is, is an alternative, is a, an answer to, to, to do what then? In the scenario last night where you have a building... Uh, with a bunch of gasoline in there that is a very significant safety hazard and a large crowd outnumbering officers, then what? What would we do? And that's why those tools are critical uh, to be able to allow us to, to do what we need to do to maintain safety for the community. Two 
We saw last night what appeared to be a very young boy being arrested in handcuffs. Was, do you know what might have led to that, or of a child being arrested? I don't. I, I, the only arrest that I know any of the details about was the one, uh, the individual that was armed with a handgun, and the other ones I, I don't have any information on now. All right. Thank you all very much for coming. I also want to make sure to thank Council President Sherry Carter, Vice President, or Council Vice President Abbas, and Alders Revere for joining us today. Thanks again.